1: And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. They provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. So for the next, probably, I would say, couple of months, hopefully sooner than later it comes to an end, obviously, but we have to we have to worry about public health and public safety, and that's the right thing to do. Coronavirus will be dotted in. It'll be dotted into every show. I don't want to start with it today. I'll say this, and we will stick, we will move, we will do a couple of things. Uh, I think what coronavirus does is you're going to find out here. If you are a person who likes to talk sports, if you listen to this, obviously you do. If you're a person who, who consumes sports in, in college, basketball, college basketball, college football, the main stuff, if you're a junkie like Hickey is where you have – basically given up on other aspects of your life to just concentrate on sports. I think we're about to find out just how little we talk about games. Because I do think that over the next say this is a 2 month process. Say we say we get rid of sports for 2 months. There's no public gatherings and then by the time March, April, May, May 14th comes around then we start playing sports again and we have a great big celebration of sports. By that time I think you're going to find out just how little we do talk about games. A lot of it is driven by, and yes, media driven, driven by what reports certain reporters get, rumors certain reporters get as well, where people are going, where people are staying, possibilities of people being fired, possibilities of uh, of any one of these other things happening. I think that's what we're going to find. Sports is very much still media driven. In your local markets, and if you're talking about the game afterwards, if there was something big that happened in the baseball game the night before, someone got hit by a pitch, someone took a pitcher out too early, someone took a pitcher out too late, usually it's that. There's a little bit of an argument. But a lot of what we do, there's very few things where we're going, this happened in the fourth quarter, and this was the catalyst for what it did, especially in this platform. We do it for the Super Bowl. We might do it for some NBA Finals or some World Series games here and there, but very little of that is actual hardcore, in-game, in-depth analysis. And I think we're about to figure out that just how little of that that we actually have, because this is a distraction. So there will be a time where... You'll get tired of hearing about the coronavirus. I think we need to hear about it as of right now because I think this, personally, I think this will probably get worse before it gets better because we don't know the entire number yet. I think they're doing what they can now to to curtail this as much as they can, which is the right thing to do. But over time, if you continue to be healthier, we continue to start getting some good news. Hopefully we get that very, very soon. And there have been a couple of positive things, obviously, that have come out. But real news where the tide is changing, then I think that you'll start to look more for distraction instead of some of the other stuff. Maybe I'm wrong. At least when you come here. If you want hardcore news, you know where to go. But if you come to this station, wherever you're listening on right now, you'll come for the distraction. You'll come for the entertainment. I'm a method of entertainment. We're methods of entertainment. Talking about methods of entertainment. Sports really don't matter. This has been... One of the weirdest things that have happened because this is a this is something where sports ushers us into real life. I myself, and I and I'll make this mention a couple of times. I'm in Ohio. I wanted to go see basketball with the Mid American Conference tournament. Governor Dewine comes out. Hey, we recommend we recommend people if you if you if you can stay away, maybe stay away. And I'm going. Man, I've been going for 15 years. I'm going to go watch basketball. And then he comes out the next day and goes, "You ain't going." Okay, I get it. You guys are scientists. I'm not. You're smarter about this than, than I am about any of this stuff. This is probably for our own good. So as soon as we start to hear good news about this, we'll start to move on in our own lives and want to return to, to normalcy in our lives. But it's going to be a minute. And it, this is one of the weird things where sports really ushers us into real life about the severity of it. So while I didn't want to start off with some coronavirus, away we go with it, I do think, though, that You're going to find out the entertainment value, and you'll find out just how little we actually talk about games. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up a little bit later on, Ryan Hickey actually goes into quarantine and steps back into when we were all 11 years old. I did want to get to something else, because even though it looks like the league year could be put on hold, can't really travel, they don't want you traveling, the NFL has handed down the memo, there's still conversation, there's still talk. There's still going to be people on the phone. There are still going to be people making a pitch. There's still going to be people video conferencing. If we think that the tampering period just starts on Monday, that's absolutely crazy. Or it was supposed to start on Monday, that's absolutely crazy as well. So while there's a lot of things that are going on, Tom Brady might make an alter life altering decision. And he might make a life-altering decision for us as sports fans about how we look at what he does. Because I do think Tom should stay. I think that with New England, you've had a great thing going. You should finish the great thing. I think that I would still take Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And even though the cast of characters around you isn't that great, I would still probably take that than a lot of the other teams that are going for you. I've said this many times, and I'll continue to say it. You putting your final years in the NFL in the hands of Mark Davis is a scary thing. I can make fun of Bob Kraft and how he wears French cuffs. I can make fun of Bob Kraft because he went to certain places in a strip mall down in Florida. I can also make fun of Mark Davis because he run, he's run a proud franchise basically into the ground and was dug out of that ground by Las Vegas and does dress like a giant infant. I don't think Tom Brady, even though the Raiders, there's a mystique, there's a coolness to them. There's something that's just awesome about the Raiders. The uniform, Al Davis, John Madden, Art Shell, the whole thing. Going back to Ben Davidson and behind the green door. And yes, we will talk adult films because that was thrust right into the spotlight right before we got on the show today. All the way to Ben Davidson. There's something cool about the Raiders. Him being from the Bay Area, there has to be something cool. There's something dangerous about the Raiders. Because everybody wants to be the bad guy. Everybody wants wants to tell everybody to you know what off and go to the Raiders and be a Raider. Whether they're in Oakland, Los Angeles, or Las Vegas. I don't think I could trust him. And if you're Tom Brady, I don't think he should trust him. I can't trust Mark Davis. I can't trust I, I think that there has been some positives. With the new general manager over the last couple of years, there have been some positives. I was a little bit skeptical. I was a little bit nervous because it might it might knock down his standing, but but there have been some positives. And with John Gruden, I think John Gruden's kind of throwing stuff up against the wall. I don't think that Las Vegas is the best place. Tennessee's an option. Indianapolis doesn't seem realistic for whatever reason. It just doesn't seem I can't see him in a jersey against a team for a team that he used to take on. We have great prolific memories on I can't see him in a jersey like that I can't it almost feels like he would go Benedict Arnold there because of what happened between him and Peyton back in the day I just can't see it that way LA I don't trust LA whatsoever I think the ownership has basically become the Clippers of the NFL Tampa Bay to me makes sense if you're not going to go to back to New England if this relationship between you and Bill is done, and I'll make more of a mention here about that in a second. If this relationship is done, you have 2,000-yard wide receivers. You have a nice tight end there, even though they couldn't really find him at the beginning of the year last year. You have a decent offensive line. You need some help in that secondary. You're a 7-9 seven, seven football team. With Arians, it's the closest thing I can find to an offensive guy who, who can truly make you expand your game. At 43 years old, he can still take your game and put it from here to there. I still think that Arians can do that. And i still going back and watching the Tampa Bay games over this last year. trying Because I, I want him to go. If, if he's not going to go, I'll be honest with you. If he's not going to go to New England, I'd like him to go to Tampa Bay. I think it would be a great story. New Jersey's, gosh, if they go back and they go back to the creamsicle. Oh, my God, Tom Brady in the classic creamsicle jersey with Bruce Arians. I'm already getting excited. I know that people want him to go to Tennessee. I know that some people want him to go to Indianapolis. But think, Arians, good weather, decent division. You're in domes when you're on the road in those divisions, so you can be able to air it out through the, through the air. You take on Drew Brees twice a year. That would be fantastic for everybody. Th- there's a lot of things that write itself. And that is a 7-9 football team that finished pretty decently last year. If you cut down on those interceptions, he might not throw as many touchdowns as what Jameis Winston did. If you cut down on those interceptions, and a couple of these games that I went through, dare I say you're 9-7, dare I say you're a playoff team, already with Jameis Winston. All Tom Brady would have to do, as of what I saw, and this is as easy going as I could possibly make it, and I know that there's certainly more nuance to this, All Tom Brady would have to do is cut down on interceptions. That's a playoff team. He already doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. Cutting down from the the amount that Jameis throws, where I think he just threw an interception during this entire monologue. You cut down on that, that's a playoff team. Tom Brady in the postseason, I can't go against you. I can't say you're going to win a Super Bowl. I can't go against you in the terms of this was a terrible move. This is bad for your legacy. I can't make that argument for you. I, I probably wouldn't do it anyway. We're not going to. If Tom Brady goes to to Tampa Bay, or if he goes to Indianapolis, or or L.A. or Oakland, or I shouldn't say Oakland, but Las Vegas. If he goes to any one of these places and he fails, we won't remember. We won't remember 20 years from now. We won't. Patriots fans might, but we won't. We don't remember Unitas. We don't remember. Franco Harris with the Seahawks. We don't remember that stuff. Jerry Rice trying to hold on with the Broncos. We, we don't. I do, but I'm not going to sit there and tell the tale while they're up there getting their induction speech at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We don't like to talk about that stuff. Fans don't really want to remember it. So I won't say that this has such a huge effect on Tom. But I think for Tom, you're comfortable there. Bob Kraft has basically named the franchise after you. I've always had the crazy theory from behind, and probably isn't true, more than likely isn't true, but I've always said, gosh, you've taken so many pay cuts for that football team where you could really just name your price and they'd have to meet it, and maybe that would mean fewer Super Bowls. You've taken so many pay cuts for the greater good, for yourself, for the Patriots, for Bob Kraft, for Bill Belichick. You've taken so many hits for that organization. There has always been part of me that wonders, does he get 10% of the franchise when it's all done? Does he get 15%? Does Bob Kraft eventually and Jonathan Kraft eventually go, you know what, you've been so good to us, you've been so good for this franchise, you're going to get a percentage. I've wondered that before. If he goes, maybe not true. Maybe still true. But I don't think it's very true. So I do want Tom Brady to go back and finish the job, whatever that is. Because I don't want to tell a tale later on in the fall and early winter this year where he's an old desperate vet holding on for dear life. And with these other teams, with Las Vegas and L.A. and so on, there's a possibility of that. That all of a sudden he looks decrepit, that he looks like a shell of his former self. If even he's still wearing the jersey and he's still going to go down physically, I can still look at that and say, that is an incredible quarterback and I have those memories of that. If he focuses on legacy and legacy only, there's a big, big chance that he should go back to New England. Then I have to bring the Bill Belichick part into this. For Bill, I keep going back to Jimmy Garoppolo. A guy who got his way in Cleveland right before he had the rug pulled out from underneath him with, with Bernie Kosar. He was justified in that move, and even Bernie would say it. And then he wants that chance to be able to have that latitude again, and his owner steps in and says, no. Belichick could have taken this ball and leave. Instead, he traded Jimmy Garoppolo, walked down the hallway, traded Jimmy Garoppolo for his second-round pick, and that was it. Jimmy Garoppolo played in the Super Bowl. You can whatever about Jimmy Garoppolo. people. Well, he's just a system quarterback. He's just efficient. He's just a game manager, as if those are bad things. He played in the freaking Super Bowl this year, and he has a chance to play in more Super Bowls in the future. So whatever I want to talk about Belichick and maybe him having his head in certain places or being bullheaded in certain spots, he does know how to pick him in that case. Yes, he does. For Belichick, I've brought up with the relationship with Tom and and Bill before where they remind me of my parents. My parents had arguments growing up. Not everything was sunshine and roses. Now my father is the caretaker of my mother. In her waning years, my father makes sure that she's taken care of. I tell my father quite often, and this is an admission I've rarely even said on the air. I believe she needs round-the-clock care. I believe that she needs to be put in a home. My father will say, till death do we part. She's my mother. She's his wife. I have to respect that. So I think that in that classic sense, they need each other. Because while my parents' relationship wasn't always sunshine and roses and ice cream and peaches, they need each other in the end. But then I think more and more, the highest rate of divorce that we're finding in America now over the last five years, people 60 and up. You're retiring. We're living longer. We're living into our 90s. People are retiring at 65 years old, God willing, retiring at 65 years old, knowing that they might have 30 more years on Earth. Do they really want to spend the next 30 years of their life with this person? More people are saying no. Tom Brady in his golden years at 43 years old in terms of the NFL, does he really want to spend the rest of his career with this person now that there's an out? Bill Belichick, in his golden years coaching football at 67, 68 years old, does he really want to do this, or does do each of them want to prove one more time that the grass can be greener, that one can undo the other? Can Tom go to Las Vegas? Can Tom go to Tennessee? Oh, with his old head coach, with his old player, his old teammate, with Bill's old player, that head coach, being able to put together a scheme that beat New England last year, and then Tom Brady with the Titans. Even I get excited about that. Or does Bill, possibly with another quarterback, with Andy Dalton revitalizing his career, and the words of John uh, John Sterling about Doug Mankiewicz, oh, Renaissance. Can he re- revitalize the career of a Derek Carr or, or, or an Andy Dalton? Or one of the other quarterbacks that we've talked about. James Winston. Can he do that? Can he take Jared Stidham and turn him into a Tom Brady light? Can he do that? Maybe something that Bill wants to try on before he hangs up the whistle. 855 cbs If you're in New England, you're at home, you're driving, I want to hear the argument for him why to stay. If you're anywhere else, or even if you're in New England and you just want him to go, I want final arguments on why Tom should stay in New England or why Tom should go. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Jared Diamond joins us at 1040 Eastern. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855 cbs 855 That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's sponsored by the fine folks at GEICO. Whether you own or rent GEICO, they make it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at GEICO.com today. It's that easy. Coming up at 1040 a.m. Eastern, we'll have Jared Diamond join us from the Wall Street Journal. We'll talk baseball with him. What we'll baseball plans to do here, because a couple of people are saying, yeah, April 9th seems to probably be a little too soon. Chris Fedor will join us, Cleveland.com, 1140. He was at the Cavs-Utah Jazz game, and this was just now, I think, 13 days ago. He has been asked to quarantine himself in his home and basically isolate himself in his home, courtesy of his boss. We'll see how that one's going for him. Also, Jonathan Tobel will join us from Vesson. The Vegas Stats and Information Network we will talk to him about this effect on gambling. 855 4 cbs And, yes, why Sarah J is trending on Twitter. First, I gotta I got to get the Joe on Oregon. Joe, it's been a while. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me, as always. Been a little busy. Uh, you know, still rooting for my Beavers, even though college baseball season's come to its short end in their uh, sort of rebuilding phase with the new coach. But
1: Well, that's probably you know, a good thing, then. That's probably a good thing. You don't have a chance to get upset in a rebuilding phase.
2: You know... I- with that, Damn. I I was excited for all the freshman pitchers and gaining that experience so they can be better going into sophomore and junior years. Mm-hmm. The good part is it gives Kevin Abel a little bit more time to rehab, so uh, nice. having him back as a dominant force uh, in the bullpen or as a starter would be great. But as a former radio intern who worked in broadcasting, I know how important creating content is, and I came up with a harebrained theory that uh, – might work and give it to me. a few people pleases a few people that i work with
1: the Let's last
2: college men's college basketball game of the season was washington state versus colorado in the pac-12 tournament where the number 11 seed washington state cougars upset colorado and the first time ever a number 11 seed is won in the pac-12 tournament therefore since it was the last game of the season the washington state cougars are your national champions for men's basketball.
1: Now, wait a damn minute. You can't say that, Joe. Listen was, to you laughing.
2: I know. It's crazy, Ken. It's crazy. But if it gets someone to call in and say, hey, that's stupid, then it, it, it's all in good fun. But I think just because we're on the West Coast, yeah, we got the last game of the season. You know, it's it, just the way it works out.
1: I got to – you got to do that, like, next week, Joe because <laughs> we, then the people are going to be scraping to the bottom of the barrel next week. You got to wait till next week for that one. Then we can have a good, strong argument about that. Joe, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much for the call. My friend. Yeah. I saw the Gary, I should say the Jerry Palm CBS final projected M- NCAA tournament bracket. I, I mean this, you might as well do it. If UCF can do it. I don't know why Dayton can't they had Dayton winning the, winning the whole thing, which if you look at the bracket, it doesn't go left to right. It's top and bottom. And it threw me off. They have Dayton and Gonzaga playing in the NCAA championship and the Dayton Flyers winning it. And I go, okay, well, Jerry Palm knows what the hell he's doing. Sportsline knows what the hell they're doing. Gary Parrish, if you know anything about college basketball, that guy sure as hell knows what he's doing. If you're Dayton, I say get a banner made and hang it from the rafters. Why not? If UCF can plaster it across their press box that they're national champions, you can do the same damn thing. I'm dead serious about that. Let me get to Craig in South Carolina. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead.
3: How you doing? Okay, Tom, I'm a Jets fan, okay? I want Couldn't Tom tell. Brady. To, I want Tom Brady to stay right in New England, force the Patriots to pay him $40 million a year, put them in cap hell, and have the, pay, have the Jets smack him around for the next two and a half, three years. Because he's, <laughs> been be, he's been beating us forever, and I wanted him to stay there and get some revenge on him. Well you got to go worry but
1: Craig you got to worry about your own problems though man you got to you got to make yeah. sure Sam Darnold takes off in year 3 this is pivotal well,
3: I have a, I have another issue with that if you I'm a, as a Jets fan this is a horrible thing to say I talk about this all the time if you don't think Sam Darnold's your quarterback he draft another one draft another one cuz in the salary cap error if you don't know in 3 years he's your quarterback get another one
1: That's Okay not no, I, I don't think you're crazy mm-hmm. I don't think you're crazy about that Craig Craig do you real quick do you think he's the quarterback do you think he's good
3: It's been hard to tell because he was hurt the first year with the the Mono thing. It's hurt. They say he doesn't have weapons. I sort of disagree with that. The offensive Mm. line was kind of horrible. You know what? That's the problem. The jury's still out on him because we have not put enough talent around him to actually tell. That's the problem.
1: I mean, Robbie, Robbie Anderson thinks he's a number one. I don't think he's a number one, Craig. I don't.
3: I wouldn't mind keeping Robbie Anderson and getting this wide receiver out of uh, Alabama, the fast one, not the other one. Henry Ruggs. Put those two guys out there with, the, with our tight end and that guy we got from Washington last year. I mm-hmm. think you have something. Our offensive line is bad, but it's not that left tackle. That left tackle only gave up four sacks last year. It's the interior where we need, where we need help. And you can get that somewhat rather inexpensively if you're a good GM. I, I don't think it's as horrible as people lay it out to be, to be honest with you. But as a catch fan, let him stay in Patsville because I want to see him start getting smacked <laughs> around by Jamal Adams. You guys have a good day.
1: Craig, thank you, very, thank you very much for the call. 855 2124 cbs I think you could ask just about any fan base, and I think they think their offensive line sucks, with the exception of like four. Is this, really what,
4: is this really what it's come to, is that we want what? to get
1: rid of Sam Darnold? No, is this no, no, what this no, no, he just said Peter. He just was like, ah, yeah, he didn't say yes, oh. which I agree with him. I agree. If, you, if you're out on a quarterback, like the, the Cardinals have proven that. Like, I, I don't know how great Kyler Murray's going to be. He's certainly better than what Josh Rosen showed the year before. It's like, what the hell? You're not married to the guy. Go find another quarterback. That's what makes the Redskins situation that much more interesting. If you're not full on with Dwayne, with, with, uh, Dwayne Haskins – you got a new coach. You got a new general manager. Cut bait. You don't need to marry yourself to that. I mean, he's not anymore. Third,
4: third pick in the draft. Okay. I mean, he and he and he was sick. Uh huh. I mean, I, I, I mean, no, I, gonna, gonna, I I mean, this whole yes. notion of cutting bait with him already. I no. I listen. I like and, and Sam one, Darnold. though And did anybody take a look at the Jets' offensive line last year?
1: Well, he just said the offensive I, 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 line was garbage. I understand. Except for that, the left but tackle. Also,
4: but you, when, you, when you asked him. When let's you not asked upset him, Craig,
1: or let's when, not upset Peter is about Craig. When call. you
4: asked him, are you sold on Sam Darnold? He didn't give you an answer. It's an unfair question. Again, the guy's going into his third year, and he's still on his second head coach. I mean, we give can we give the guy a chance and some weapons around him?
1: Oh, uh, Peter, we can't act like I don't take these calls in Cleveland about Baker.
4: Oh, I understand that, but I just this this yeah. is close to the heart here.
1: I understand that, but it, it it hits close to the heart about Baker. I've said some things about Baker that are going to be on public record forever, <laughs> and. It, it's flatly embarrassing right now, so we got to deal with this, buddy. I mean, I'll bring uh, you know what, Peter. I want to bring you back in later about this, okay? Okay. All right. The great Peter Schwartz, because I got to get the Jared Diamond. Jared Diamond's great. We're going to talk baseball with him. He's from the Wall Street Journal. Hang in with us. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. One hour from now, Chris Federer will join us. We'll talk NBA with him. Also, I didn't realize Peter was so worked up. I got to talk about the Jets and give it up on quarterbacks too soon. Lord Almighty, Peter was into a shoot. Baseball, they say April 9th. I don't know about it. We'll find out. Let's find out a little bit more with Jared Diamond, national baseball writer of the Wall Street Journal, author Swing Kings. He's one of the best. He joins us right now on the hotline. Jared, thanks for joining us, bud.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: All right. Um, you had mentioned something in a tweet yesterday about Jeff Passan, where like they were like, "Well, April ninth," but mm, some people are saying that this thing could go into May. How long do you think? Uh, how how long do you think it goes before we see baseball again?
5: Well, everybody I've talked to in and around baseballs made it very clear that April ninth is not going to happen. In fact, it's not going to happen in April at all. So internally, there people are saying the best case scenario is sometime in early May. Frankly, I think that's even unrealistic. As I sit here today, uh, based on the people I've talked to and the reporting I've done, I think we're looking, as educated guests, June 1st at the earliest. I just don't see any way uh, this is any shorter than that, especially because we're now looking at essentially needing to have a second spring training, uh, given that players have now been uh, allowed to leave and camps have closed. So even when things improve, the players are gonna have to return, go back to Arizona and Florida, ramp back up for a couple weeks. So we're in this for the long haul here.
1: So what is that? What do you think that'll do? Because if it go, if it goes into like April night, the original date, it's like okay, you got to make it up with some double headers or whatever. Then I hear May. You're if you say June first, like you're just gonna have to cut out dates in this season.
5: Yeah, right now baseball is still saying internally that it wants to play all 162, but of course it's so fluid and. And I don't see any way how that realistically happens, uh, considering that this season's going to start very late. You can't just go that deep into the year and keep playing baseball. You can't be playing baseball in November and December. So I just don't see how you could play 162. I think the season is going to end up being shortened. How many games, I don't know. We'll see what the schedule will look like. We don't know. It all just depends on how long this hiatus is. And the problem is, as we sit here today, nobody even really has any clue how long we're going to be waiting to get games
1: going. Jared Diamond joining us on the show from the Wall Street Journal. Follow him on Twitter. So it's kind of in this holding pattern. Uh, baseball, from some of the people you talked to, was there was there a hesitancy to to go down this road? Because there's a lot of people who go, man, we don't really want to upset the apple cart. And then as time went on this week... It's like, yeah, we 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 really got to dial it back and get people away from each other here.
5: There was no choice by the end of the week. You know, earlier this or earlier this week, I think as early as late as Tuesday, Wednesday, the thought was, well, you know, we'll find alternate sites, we'll play games in places where uh, maybe is not as much affected by the outbreak. Then it was, like maybe we could play with no fans. But then by Wednesday night, Thursday, it became very clear that there was no other option here. And then once the NBA jumped and canceled its season or suspended its season, baseball had no choice. I think what the NBA showed, uh, which is very clear now, is that all it takes is one player or one person in baseball to test positive for this virus, and everything is shut down. That's what happened in the NBA, right? One player test positive, and it immediately was clear that everything had to stop. Uh, I think baseball and all the other sports realize they have to try to get out in front of that and make sure that they didn't wait for that to happen because the overwhelming odds are at some point athletes in every sport are going to come down with the disease at some point.
1: Jared Diamond joining us on the show. Yeah, you're trying to to get rid of the severity because – I, I, it's been, again, it's been so weird, Jared, and and kind of just a new experience, because even I, myself, I go, well, if they let us watch basketball, I'm going to go over and watch basketball, and then they don't want to let you watch basketball, and my first thought wasn't anger, it was like, oh, this is this is pretty serious, and probably if we're going to shut down basketball and things like that, maybe we should shut down a lot of other things.
5: I think if there's, if there's any upside to what's happened in sports in the last couple of days, is that I hope that it, it's telling people that this is serious. And we have to take it very seriously. Sports sort of serves as a reflection of the culture, right? And as recently as this week, people were still not taking what was happening all that seriously, saying, well, it's in China, that's in, in Italy, it's not going to happen here. Well, every sports league, sort of the fabric of our society, is completely shut down. I hope that's a message to all these people still questioning what's happening here to say, all right, maybe it's time I start taking this seriously. Maybe I, I stay indoors, stop going to work or work from home for a little while because this is no, no joke.
1: joke. Jared Diamond joining us from the Wall Street Journal. I, I got to ask some questions in a sports sense, even though this is serious here. Uh, what, does this, what could this do about the All-Star game if it starts on June 1st? And then maybe what about a trade deadline?
5: These are all the questions I think are being discussed literally probably not as we speak because it's only 7.45 a.m. in Arizona right now, but today in Arizona for the second day in a row, Rob Manfred, Tony Clark, and, and their people are planning on meeting for the second time. They met throughout the day yesterday, and these are among the issues that are being discussed in addition to all the financial issues and, about players' salary and service time and bonuses. These are all conversations on the table. Uh, and I'm sure the questions you asked, like the All-Star game and trade deadline, are all going to be part of that discussion. I think in reality, things are going to be sort of happening on the fly. There's going to be plans that will be made that will have to be adjusted depending on when this season gets going. Uh, we're in totally uncharted water here. There's no playbook. This has never happened before in, base- in baseball's long history. We've never seen anything like this. So we're all just kind of figuring it out as we go.
1: How do you think Rob Manfred has handled this so far?
5: I think he finally came to realize that he had to act, and he acted, right? I mean, he had no other choice. I just—I don't think there was any other option besides shutting everything down. The only thing that I, w- I disagree with that he's done in this realm so far is I would never – I wouldn't have put that April 9th date on it, saying, well, we're going to shut down the minimum of two weeks. I think that kind of gave people hope. Well, it's only two weeks will be April 9th. I, I can't imagine there was ever a scenario where that was going to be true. So I suppose if I were running things, I would have just said, well, uh, we're just spending the season until further notice. We'll be back with you and we have, you know, something to say. But I don't think that's a too big of a sin. So I think he's done what he's had to do.
1: You got a book coming out on the 31st. If I can ask, is, is, it, is everything still coming out with the book? Is that, that going to be on time? Uh,
5: it is coming out as far as. As we sit here today, it is coming out. I'm hoping that uh, you know people are going to be sitting at home for a while, need something to do. So why not read a book, right? I can't think of a better time to read books than when we're all sitting inside with everything closed and nothing on TV. So, <laughs> well,
1: it, it was, so Well, tell me about the book. Tell me about the book here, Jared.
5: All right. Well, it's called Swing Kings. It's, naturally, it's about baseball. Shocker. Um, it's the story of... <laughs> It's the story of of the home run revolution that we've seen in the game over the last couple of years. And specifically, it's about a group of of superstar players, guys that we all know, like J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner and Aaron Judge and others, who found themselves on the fringes of of baseball, so close to losing their jobs or being on the way out. And they ended up emerging, as we know, as real stars by – in a very unusual way, which was by changing their swings, working with some of these outside guru-hitting guys that you see on Twitter who we all probably think are insane. We have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, but in some of these, to some of these major league players, they had a lot to say. And they've had incredible success working with these guys and remaking their whole careers. And the book tells that their story
1: books available from William Morrow books i'm sure you can find it on amazon you can find just about anything on amazon i got one more for you oh, here and again let me we're we're being sensitive to the entire situation but from a sports sense here if they start on june 1st how does this change the way we take in the houston astros and everything there cuz fans are i mean fans have been relentless to them throughout spring training <laughs> uh what happens then if we take this hiatus and then baseball starts anew on, on june 1st
5: yeah, I don't. I don't mean to be to be flip about it either. But if there's any team that's thrilled that everything's shut down right now, it's the Astros, right? I mean, mm-hmm. remember a couple of weeks ago, the only thing we were talking about was whether the buzzers were real, and I haven't heard the word buzzers in about two weeks yep. because of uh, this other stuff going on. Here's what I'd say to that: I think whenever the season gets going again, whenever that is, people are still going to want to boo the Astros. You know why? Because people are going to want that outlet. There's going to be people are going to be stir crazy. And the return of sports is going to be viewed, I think, as this real great thing after a real terrible thing. And uh, how better to reflect your sort of store craziness than going out there and doing the team everybody hates now.
1: Jared, I couldn't agree with you more, my friend. I really couldn't. I thank you very much for the time, buddy. All the best. Again, the book's coming out, Swing Kings. This is on March 31st. Jared, take care of you and yours, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon, bud.
5: Yeah, what are you going to be talking about for the next month with no games? Yo, people we keep
1: asking, plan. Jared. I'm going to tell you this. I think people are going to re- if they listen to sports talk radio, they're going to realize how how little we always talk about games. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I'm because I, I, right. I think I think there will be someone we're going to find out more about Tom Brady. Someone's going to say they don't want to play in a certain place somewhere. There's going to be more about it. some CBA. They're going to probably vote electronically. You've got a draft coming up about what they're going to do there in the NFL. Baseball, who knows? We're going to hear about when they're coming back, when they're not coming back. Like We are going to hear so much that I think people are going to realize, yeah, we really don't talk a lot about the games. We really don't.
5: Well, i will sure I'll be listening because there's nothing on TV, so I'm turning on the radio.
1: All right. Well, maybe I'll do War of the Worlds next week. Maybe I can do that.
5: Oh, yeah, i will
1: be good. All right, man, <laughs> they, thanks a lot. Thank you, Jared. Jared Diamond joining us on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Jared Diamond. I do. He's fantastic. 855-2124-CBS. I said that at the top of the show. I think that we're going to end up, I think you will end up noticing just how little we actually talk about games. I think we talk about the Super Bowl, a couple of World Series games, a couple of NBA Finals games, depending on how those series are working out. National Championship game, playoff games, things like that. The the day-to-day minutiae. There's usually a Friday night game you can get into a little bit on Saturday. But most of this is Schefter's got a tweet. Lock and Fora's got a tweet. Jay Glazer blew the lid off of this and it's coming up. Like, it's it's that. And then we let our theories go. Tom Brady hasn't played in months. I got people calling in about Tom Brady where they think he should go. If he should go back to New England or if he should go to Tampa Bay or somewhere else. There ain't no games there. I think we'll realize how how few times we actually talk about the games that were played. A lot of this is theory, and whether or not you agree with me, if I can get you to agree with me on certain things, whether you just think I'm stupid, and I always enjoy that. Like it, that's what it is. It's very rarely this guy threw at the other guy, and now we discuss whether or not it was right. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Speaking of theory. I gotta get to this thing about the the one and done quarterback. But you really want a theory? I'm gonna spend even more time off to fix the game of baseball. It's Ken Carmen live on CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.